I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today. Great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson. And as we've gone through and reflected on one year after the tragic killing of George Floyd at the hands and the knee of a Minneapolis police officer, we've looked at all the different angles today from criminal justice reform with Utah Senior Senator Mike Lee to police reform to insight from uh, police themselves, from former Chief Chris Burbank, uh, who joined us to to break down what that means and how we make this not an us-them conversation. This is a we conversation that we have to get to in our communities. And yes, we're one year out, uh, and where are we? Uh, as most of you know, I, uh, I've i dealt with words uh, most of my career, and especially over the last three or four years, uh, whether that's been on air, uttering words and uh, spewing them out like we're doing right now or writing those words, uh, usually in chunks of about 700 to 1400 words at a time uh, in a column or uh, an op-ed piece. And sometimes, sometimes words are exactly what we need in this country. And sometimes words completely fail. And I, I remember vividly one year ago, uh, when George Floyd senselessly dies with the knee of a police officer on his neck, no words, no words uh, could do justice to that. No words could give the right meaning to that. Protests then turned violent in cities around America, uh, including right here in Utah. No words. Uh, watching politicians from across the spectrum foment anger and fear and frustration with their words. Uh, No words. Uh, Images that we've watched over the last year. Riot gear, looting, grieving loved ones. No words. No words at all. And we could add to that list. We could add pandemic death tolls, jobs and livelihoods lost. Uh, when we were talking with Senator Mike Lee, he talked about a police officer killed responding to a domestic violent dispute. No words. Uh, jogger murdered. Divisive hate. So much more. Uh, and sometimes simply no words. And when words fail, uh, that is uh, my red flag that action is needed if we're really going to heal hearts and communities. I don't know if you remember from from last year, Uh, Nike put out a really unique ad uh, that began contrary to its brand. The words came up on the screen. For once, don't do it. And then the ad continued, ironically, with just words, (laughs) just phrases kept popping up on the screen. But the words were powerful. Words like, don't pretend there's not a problem. Don't turn your back on racism. Don't make excuses. 
Don't think this doesn't affect you. Don't sit back and be silent. Don't think you can't be part of the change. Those words work. Uh, That gives us all something we can do. Uh, I've been focused a a lot this uh, past week just on this word contempt uh, because it's so much more. It's, It's not just hate. It's not just disagreement. Uh, It's taking something that should be sacred, human life, and making it less than. Taking something of immense value and declaring it worthless. Uh, It's the belief in the utter worthlessness of a human being because they're different or because they disagree with you. And for me, hate in all its forms, contempt, prejudice, discrimination, social media slurs, you name it, all of that. Uh, leads us to really bad places and spaces as a society. Fear and frustration, rage, anger, violence. We all have to use just a few words. Uh, We have to call out hate for what it is. We have to work to elevate the dialogue. We got to create common ground based on common sense. We can all do that. I was reading back through today. Uh, something that I just don't think was an accident. You know, often we talk about the Declaration of Independence uh, as this amazing, extraordinary document, which, of course, it was and is. But when you look at the document itself, it's a little over 1,300 words. So we're talking words today, about 1,300 words in the Declaration of Independence. The vast majority of those words in the Declaration of Independence are grievances, against the king, against the British Parliament. Grievances of all the things that they had done and not done for the citizens that were living in America. And so in the midst of this list of grievances that the colonists had against the king, there's this very intentional phrase, words. All men are created equal. Five words out of 1,334, I believe, prominently placed. And from that moment, America has been engaged in the conflict to bring the nation's behavior up to the ideals expressed in those words. And that's still our challenge. All these Decades and centuries later, and one year later, uh, from a tragic event in Minneapolis. And so how do we get there? How do we get there? We have to get past just the words. I'm one who believes that Dr. Martin Luther King had it right, that the arc of history is long and bends towards justice. And I think it's up to each of us to regularly assess what are our words doing? What are our actions doing? Are we helping to bend the arc of history towards justice, towards liberty, towards freedom, towards valuing everyone? Those five words in the Declaration of Independence, again, this list of grievances, 1,334 words, mostly grievances, but declaring that we're all created equal. And so are we willing to assess that? 
Are we willing to assess our words? What, you know, what words am I putting out? Are they creating respect and kindness? Are they elevating the dialogue? Am I listening? Am I willing to call out hate, injustice, or, pre- or prejudice? Am I willing to call out my friends, not just my foes? That's always a test. It's always tough. And, of course, government can't be big enough, shouldn't be big enough to solve all these problems. It's another very short series of words, we the people. Uh, We have to square our shoulders. We have to do this together. Uh, We can't shrug our shoulders any longer and say, not my job, not my fault, not my problem, not my community. It's all of our words. And actually, I think the words that we ultimately have to get to are the words of our national motto, out of many one. Out of many one. And so as we reflect on one year since the passing, the tragic death of George Floyd, uh, we need to assess how we doing with those four words. And while we have failed in many ways with these four words, hopefully we'll begin anew that quest that all who have been created equal by God will treat each other equal. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for listening to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio today. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.